This is the World Industrial News for Friday, January 13th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it. Because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the U.S., which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere. We're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power, and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference. Well, perfect. You just you just perfectly teed up my my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What, what how do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And it, so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and, and the fleet. Um, this bill has 65 billion for power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure. 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak, and the list just goes on. There's there's 39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving 25 billion dollars. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, 7.5 billion dollars for EVs and then another 7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better, building a better grid initiative. The building a better grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus, you know, around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of the, of the overall bill. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Industrial Info is pleased to be presenting their 2023 North American Industrial Outlook on Wednesday, January 18th at the Sugarland Marriott in Sugarland. IIR's experts will be on hand with insights to address an array of topics, including the rise of environmental, social, and governance initiatives across most industrial sectors. Join us for a complimentary networking event following the presentations. For more information and to RSVP, visit industrialinfo.com. 
Jinko Solar started the new year with some good news. U.S. Customs and Border Protection recently released a large volume of the company's solar panels into the U.S. market for sale. After it was determined that Jinko Solar was in compliance with the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, the company also was benefiting from a sharp drop in the price of polysilicon, a key ingredient in photovoltaic panels. Industrial Info was tracking more than 16.5 billion dollars worth of solar projects across the U.S. that are using or considering using Jinko's products, including more than 5.4 billion worth already under construction. Algonquin Power and Utilities Corporation has announced it is targeting $1 billion in asset sales in order to strengthen its financial standing. The power utility remains committed to its energy transition strategy. Industrial Info is tracking $3.72 billion worth of projects from Algonquin Power in the U.S. and Canada. Earlier this week, Duke Energy Sustainable Solutions, part of Duke Energy Corporation, reported that it had begun operations of the Ledyard Wind Power Project in Kosuth County, Iowa. The project is one of the more than $4.6 billion worth of Duke's renewable energy projects, which are being tracked by Industrial Info in the U.S. And Mexico is proceeding with the construction of the Olmeca Refinery, located in the Dos Bajos. Port in Paraiso, Tabasco. The project is aimed at reducing the nation's dependency on fuel imports by increasing domestic production of diesel and gasoline and adding clean fuels with low sulfur content. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.